Welcome to Question Block on Point. This week we're talking about the history of ballet. Yeah. I am a, I am the DJ, Dr. Wires, but this week I am, I don't even know what's a good ballet instructor You're name. The dance, the dance instructor. Dancer. Juarez. <laughs> Monsieur Dancer. Monsieur Dancer. <laughs> uh, and you are? Aerialist. You Name told- says it all. Yeah, I mean, you are a dancer, so. <laughs> I'm the whitest of swans. Nice. So this is a topic very close to your heart, because you do a form, I suppose, of modern ballet. Yeah. But uh, I just read some Wikipedia articles. That say that it's not, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read, I read several Wikipedia articles that say, <laughs> aerialism, not. Aerial. Do you ever call it that, aerialism? Is that like in yeah. the trade? It's my religion, too. Oh. It's my religion. Oh, yeah, that was a different episode. Yeah. It's a good one, though. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to talk about the history of ballet and our, our favorite contemporary ballets. Yeah. Um, of which I have seen none. Um, yeah. So you'll tell me about the contemporary ballets, and I'll tell you about the Wikipedia articles I read. Awesome. Oh, that sounds great. And, it's yeah, it's going to be, like, funny and... Uh... And uh, we're going to contemporize the classics and classify the contemporaries. Yeah, I will start off by (laughs) classifying the contemporaries. I was going to start off by saying how I was was amazed in my research uh, how much intrigue and violence like underlies a lot of ballet. The actual people behind it and the like meaning of the stories in ballet is like... I almost feel like they had to be ballets because if you had made a play about some of these like themes or things, like people would have been very like sad. They would have started <laughs> a riot. Oh wait, riot. that did happen. We'll talk about that. Oh Arr! yeah, the ballet that caused a riot. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I guess we'll kick it off. I'll I'll start talking about the history. Okay. I'll explain. Okay. You'll explain. I'll explain where whence forth ballet did come. <laughs> and and then you'll pick up because then since I only read the Wikipedia articles, then you'll actually explain what the ballets are about and like the popular ones. Yeah. Yeah, you'll talk about the guys and I'll talk about the girls. Okay. <laughs> and then we'll switch. I mean dance instructors historically men. Even well, through the twentieth century. And b- about these days not as much though. But is is a male ballerina called a baller? <laughs> Ooh, good question. Uh, <laughs> it's a real, it's a riddle. Uh, but a lot of the like the, the dancers. What are they? They're ballerins. Ballerins. Is that what they're called? They're they're called. I think they're called ballerinas. Oh, that's they're called male ballerinas. That's that's just like English refusing to adapt, like the the genre of like an Italian word. Yeah. All right. I guess. Whatever. Uh, but they were mostly men as well. Yes. In the beginning. In the beginning. <clears throat> well, in the beginning, they were nobles. Um, were they the grand, It'll reconnect, probably. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, we'll say, uh, yeah, in the beginning, uh, ballet was not performed by professionals at first. So the tradition of, like, what we think of as modern ballet uh, was, like, right, kind of developed during the Renaissance 
and then Catherine de' Medici, uh, yes. who is like Italian yes, queen, Italian <laughs> Italian babe. Uh, she, witch. She doesn't look what she doesn't. <laughs> she's look, a witch. Witch. She, she was oh a witch. yeah, she was a witch. She was yeah. Yeah. The paintings of her. This is like all paintings of like classical figures. You're like, I don't really see why this person was super hot at the time. And it's like, well, you had to, you had to be there. And she was they, a witch. The painters she made weren't you, that. She good made though. you think that she was hot. Okay. So she married Henry II. She was like the royal consort of France in like the middle yeah. of the 1500s. She was a successful Marie Antoinette. Okay. Basically, yeah. She <laughs> like, off. yeah. Came from Italy to France, and like there I mean, were there yeah. were lots of like intermarriages of like European royalty mm -hmm. during this time. So France at this time, the the like king, the royal court was like very weak though. So. Uh, Catherine, like, came from Italy to France. Uh, her, like, she did, I think she was the consort for, like, 10 years and then finally got the ring and, like, got married. That's the original Lord Henry of the, the Rings. Yeah. Well, it's a Beyonce. My precious. You gotta put a ring on it. So, uh, so yeah, she's married to the king, and a couple years later he dies. And, like, France has been, like, there. it was plagued by civil wars. They didn't have a strong central government. So there's all these, like, any nobleman who could get like a couple thousand people behind them would revolt and be like, I'm my own country now. And France would be like, God a lot damn of, it. A lot of baguettes, bitch slapping with baguettes. Yeah, a lot of fencing. A lot of duels were had. Yeah. Um, but uh, so so Catherine had, she had had two young sons with the king, but they weren't old, old enough to rule. So she basically like was their advisor. So she effectively was like the woman behind the throne for like, the latter half of the 15th century, 1500s, 16th century in France. Um, but as part of like trying to shore up the monarchy, because it was like they barely had a functioning country. So they like couldn't collect taxes. They had like shit public services. <laughs> Sounds a lot like New York City. Oh, oh I no. <laughs> they had the plague. Someday the subway will go back. They probably did have some plague. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, one of the things she did to try to secure power though was like kind of the whole like, the Roman like circuses sort of thing, right? Like distract everybody, the peasants. Well, like we're doing. But yeah, exactly. Keep, <laughs> to keep Cuomo in power. <laughs> no, just kidding. What a, what a grease ball. Anyway, uh, well, so anyway, like I was saying, the civil wars weren't, it wasn't a peasant uprising like you would think of, like all the peasants revolting. It was all these other competing noblemen who had like their own like, you know, feudal, like, territory and land or whatever would be like, I want to be the king. I'm going to fucking take over. Yeah. So to keep them busy, you had to get them, like, doing something. So that's why she invented, uh, like, became a patron of the arts. And so, like, portraiture got, like, very big. It was sort of like but a late renaissance in France. And then ballet did. The so, ballet. So the ballet. De the ballet. <laughs> the ballet de croix. Which is called. ballet of the court. Yes. Yeah. Is what, what was known as the, it would be recognized, what was that, in like 1547. Yeah. So mid-1500s. The Ballet de Croix uh, was not danced by professional dancers, was danced by the noblemen. Yeah. And so they were like, let's have a party, but like everything you do is regimented by like these, like this complicated yeah. footwork. It's very, it's very like Illuminati, mm. I feel like, because I feel like, it was all like symbol, like you were just like throwing like gang signs with your yeah. You were like sacred eye, 
but it's but it's in dance. Like there there are all these like rules and, and restrictions. But cool, like art festival too. Yeah. It's like poet. They're like now a yeah. poem and like now, but the poem is written on this very strict like structure. Yeah, for, like the the verse. And if and you look like, to the right, you'll be thrown yeah. out of the court and yes. you'll die. And you need a very expensive special costume, which costs a lot of money. And these so things just, are all both distractions, but also like. By giving some prestige to the noblemen without them having to actually overthrow the king, kept them busy. It's like, what's happening now? They're like, you need a mask, but it's... No. <laughs> you have to buy an expensive one. This is now a conspiracy podcast. <laughs> actually, we're moving to InfoWars. Yep. Um, yep. But, uh, yeah, so so Catherine de' Medici, like, sponsor of, like, all the arts, developed all the ballets, and that was, like mid to late 1500s and then it kind of like fell out of favor and things like kind of went to shit in France and like it's even remarked in the Wikipedia article I read that like French portraiture got worse the paintings got crappier like over the like 30 years later so yeah I mean that was a bummer and then ballet doesn't really it like stuck around there were like courts throughout Europe or whatever but that like kind of seeded the idea and then it didn't really come into time and become this dominant cultural force until, until about a hundred years later, a boy, <laughs> king of the sun, a simple boy, <laughs> a boy named Louis the Fourteenth. Yeah, um, Louis XIV. Yeah, Louis the Fourteenth, the Sun King. He was the best Louis. Who you may remember from our uh, fashion episode, mm -hmm. because ballet very much went hand in hand with fashion. Once again, as a means to control the like noble class, not yeah. like the peasants. So. We talked about how, right, we just said that, like, in the mid-1500s, like, France, like, lots of civil wars and stuff. And then, like, in the early 1600s, even worse. Um, so Louis grew up. He was born in, like, 1639, I think, 37, thereabouts. Yeah. Um, he grew up during what's called the Fronde. Um, <laughs> oh. And the Fronde is not, like, a Fronde plant. The Fronde was in... <laughs> yeah. It was, like, the name of, like, a slingshot. That people would use to like break windows in the palace. God, <laughs> what an awful. Yeah, so he like there's stories of Louis the Fourteenth growing up and just like the peasants and like other noblemen and stuff, like just breaking into the palace and they like apparently like got all the way to his bedroom and then he was asleep and they're like, oh okay, all right, we won't burn the palace down. But, oh, he was so cute. But like yeah, chased through the streets and seeing his family humiliated like while he was growing up, coming of age. <laughs> and he's like, I shall be like Billy Elliot. Yeah. I shall die. I want to dance. Well, it shaped. It did shape him for the rest of his it life. Shaped Billy Elliot too. It shaped, <laughs> it's true. Yes, sort of like a an old timey Billy Elliot. <laughs> Was he? He borrowed a lot from him, but in yeah. the past. Yeah. Yeah. So. Time travel. <laughs> he did. He's nicked his style, <laughs> but not river dance. No. More of a. A calf dance. Calf dance. Calf. About <laughs> oh my god. I'm just imagining him showing off his calf wearing a caftan. <laughs> He's like, like, are those two words related? Category is a caftan. Isn't a caftan a long garment? It is, but it had like a slit, a sexy <laughs> little slit. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah. We, we watched some videos from the Royal Opera House of... Uh, of like how the style of how they would dance, um, the royal the royal opera ballet, yeah, oldest ballet company in the world, which it, we'll get to. In a it little was bit. it was cool. They have they have a bunch of videos where they have like a lady in the costume of like the Renaissance, and and then 
just like throughout the ages of ballet and, and she goes down the line and she's like, this is how you would dance. Like, can you show us this? Show us your turnout. Show from your turnout. Now, now lock it down a little bit. Cause that's, <laughs> but uh, the, they had these, these little like heels. Um, they were just like little heels mm-hmm. and they kind of remind me of like the way foot fetish, not foot fetish, foot um, binding shoes looked, but like regular size. Okay. They have that, that kind of like, Little, they're like little mini cowboy boots, but like mini. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, they're it very sounds cute. adorable. Very cute little shoes, and they didn't dance on point. They just danced on the ball of their foot to sort of show off the heel of the yeah. shoe. So they were just kind of like, look at my heel, look at my calf, look at my heel, look at my calf. Uh, Louis famously in his portraits, red shoes. The original, Louis Vuitton. The original Louis Vuitton. Um, These is bloody shoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, it is rough. The blood of France. But, uh, <laughs> of France. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Louis, uh, there was a ballet performed. Like we said, it hadn't disappeared. There was yeah. a ballet performed to celebrate his birth. And as he, like, uh, he became the king at age four, was very into ballet. He had a dancing master who taught him everything he learned about ballet named <laughs> Beauchamp. But uh, Louis, uh, as part of his sort of coming out, he really, like, took power and, like, came into his own at age 14. Because, as you said, as the Sun King, he got the nickname because he played Apollo in this, like, very famous traditional ballet uh, where, like... What was it called? The ballet he was in... Do you have it? The Ballet de la Nuit. Oh, the Ballet of the Night. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's a real surprise in there that he's the sun kid you know you think it's gonna be about the night but yeah but wait a second it's What's, actually about the sun well so that that <laughs> ballet like a lot of the ballets at the time when he like got into it and we'll talk about how this evolved were like 13 hours long in real time it, real like time. what yeah it was an entire night yeah ballet they were like every hour represents it yeah it was like um a logarithmic representation of like the gods or something <laughs> like okay. they're like every hour represents you know a thousand years of like greek well, they're mythology. like they're like yeah from midnight to 3 a.m will be the night terrors yeah. and then from like three to six we're gonna have like well, something and then finally Zeus. like yeah louis is gonna show up at 6 a.m he's the sun king he's gonna banish the night terrors yeah. but there's there's like portraits of his like costume as apollo and it is resplendent it was like yeah. all gold um, huge headdress, and you're yeah. just like, okay. And like he was, oh, yeah. he was a tall it. dude with like a big like yeah, I French show fro. This. I have it actually. I could even insert it, but I'm I'm afraid that our stream will die. So oh, I'm, I'm going to show it if I can. Show it to the people. Look Ooh. at that. Look at that boy. Look at that 14 year old. That golden boy. <laughs> that go- yeah, he looks kind of like a pineapple. Yeah. So the pineapple king. The golden king. pineapple. So he's 14. Um, anyway, he's just like super into ballet. And then like we kind of said in the fashion episode and sort of like Catherine de' Medici, uh, he realized that like a great way to control the noblemen was to invent a bunch of very expensive pastimes that they would have to spend lots of money doing. So Louis in his 20s, he moved the entire royal court to Versailles, which is 50 miles outside of Paris. If you wanted any power in the government, you had to become like, it's like the Hamptons. A, yeah, it's like he's the Hamptons. like, all right, New York, we're going to the Hamptons, all of New York. Yeah, imagine if the financial district was in the Hamptons. Yeah, Whew. not just on the weekends. 
Yeah, unlike the Hamptons, just got way, way rapier. Wow. Yeah. So there were <laughs> wow, wow, wow. There was. There was a lot of shenanigans going on in the shrubbery at Versailles, let yeah. me tell you. But uh, <laughs> he built this giant palace that that can like house thousands of people. Yeah, the whole royal court has to live there. They have to pay rent. It's incredibly opulent. Uh, he kind of introduces and elevates the concept of fashion, and fashion changes every like yeah. six months. So you and like okay, clothes wait, are very ballet. expensive. Ballet, That's ballet, right. ballet too. Though they change the <laughs> dance steps, also go in and out of style. Like, yeah. But I, then who like you can't just do the nene like <laughs> you got to do the whip. Now you, you got to do the do whip. The, now oh now I got to do the whip. The dab. Now I got to dab. Now I got to learn this other move. Yeah. But the dance step they were complicated enough that you had to hire a dancing master to like teach you the dances. Who you so like incredibly expensive to stay on top of the trends. But if you didn't, and there is like stories of like a young man bragging about his ability to dance and then like he goes to dance and he carries himself poorly and nearly falls over and he's laughed out of court and yeah. just loses all political power. And it's like, yeah. imagine that if like the Supreme Court, they're like, now, <laughs> le like, yeah, let me see you dance. <laughs> That'd be great. That would they need Sonia to do that. Sonia Sotomayor. I was okay. Are you reading my mind <laughs> right now? Like throws it down. I was legit just going to say that, like, yeah, because yeah, she's the one who you want to see dance, and then yeah, yeah, she throws it down. Oh my gosh, amazing! Just like so, wa Louis <laughs> Louis the Fourteenth, though uh, he loved. He also loved to eat, um, and he had a lot of like. <laughs> But problems because of this and a lot of weight problems and mm -hmm. like just kind of like gross issue where you're like, ew. Um, and so he was like, you know what? You know what? Uh, dance isn't for noblemen anymore. It's actually going to be a theatrical art because he he was like kind well, of embarrassed of his figure. He, he retired at 31. But yeah, because he was getting like. At 31, he started getting all large. So he famously yeah. retired. Um, but he also, he was like, you know what, actually, actually. I think around when he retired, he was like, let's just have that's, professionals. He was like, let's have, let's have, um, you know, no nobleman can do this well, anymore. It's, it's for, it's for dancers I, and I think, theater. I think he was just like, well, now that I'm not part of it and I'm going to just be watching it, that's, let's have people who are really good at it do it. I think he was, I think he was like, if I'm not going to do it, then like someone that I, he didn't want to get envious of like his boys, you know. Oh sure. So Maybe. that's what I'm. That's what I think. I feel like because mm -hmm. if he was a performer, that's it. It wasn't because he wanted to watch something good. It's because he didn't. He didn't okay. want to be upstaged by his own men. He was like, "I'll be upstaged by the a real dance professional. That's fine." Mm. Okay. <clears throat> and so, uh, Beauchamp, I, I think it was Beauchamp who opened the Royal Dance Pierre, Academy, right? Pierre Beauchamp. Beauchamp. Pierre Beauchamp. Uh, Pierre Beauchamp. So his, yeah, Pierre Beauchamp, who was like the royal dance master, right? Taught Louis everything he knew and then like, you know, became like In the, the dance master of all of France. He, uh, he opened he the dance school. academy. And well, he, who, who uh, codified those steps those, or those five positions? By the way, keep in mind that Louis is like sending like all the royal courtiers have to like go to this dance school yeah. to like learn to how dance. How cool, too. how do we get, how does, how does that happen for us? How do I, how do I go? How do we? We need to be a noble, if only we could be a no, French noble. I mean like how do we get a king to like send noblemen to like secret loft? Oh yeah, <laughs> to learn to dance also. No, to like watch our performances. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, so, Gotta yeah, get on that. Any well, kings, you, you know, call us. Yeah, if any royalty is watching this. Slide into our DMs, our DMs. or send us some royal mail. Send us a carrier pigeon. Oh, yeah, royal yeah. mail. That's how they communicate. Yes. Um, yeah, you were saying, so Beauchamp and Foilet, uh And so Beauchamp came up with the notation. But wait, wait, does his name end with a T? Yes. So it's like, just say A. Like ballet and the tea. So if you're trying to speak French, just voilà. say voilà. Voilà. I think okay. that's the rule. Beauchamp and voilà. Beauchamp yeah. voilà notation is what it's called, which is a the modern way of annotating dance steps. Um, but Beauchamp came up with it, but voilà or whatever, uh, <laughs> or whatever. He ended up he ended up publishing most of the dances. He he ended up like doing most of the writing down in notation. So. It's like not for a while, like 1700s or whatever, then like all these dances. So we can still today perform the ballets yeah. that were performed at the time of Louis XIV. But it's, I think it's interesting that like ballet started in Italy, right? And it's mo- and it's all the language and the, the names and stuff, they're all in French because of this. Right? Oh, of all the... Yeah. Of all the positions and the, just like all the, ba- most of the ballet stuff, is it's like French. Yes, because they, you know, they they, they, wrote, it down. they wrote it down. Guys, gotta write it down. Come on, Italians, get those pens out. Yeah. So another another. So there's there's like three main figures besides Louis XIV in like codifying and like standardizing ballet and making it like this huge like pivotal central piece of culture that we know today that we all love and respect. Uh, so in addition to Beauchamp, there was uh, Pierre Baptiste Lully. Yes. Wait, he's not Pierre, is he? Is he? No, he's Probably. a Jean. He's a Jean-Baptiste Jean... de Lully. Yeah. Uh, so spelled Lully, if you're an American. Jean-Baptiste de Lully is a, a hilarious character. So if I could just, yeah. I'll quickly, his bio is fantastic. Yeah, tell us. He's born a nobody in Italy, uh, learned guitar from a monk. Uh, he's like you. At age 14, <laughs> during Carnival, like in Florence, he's like playing guitar and like, hitting on babes and everything. And then uh, some French nobleman who's visiting Italy for, like, Florence for Carnival sees him and is like, hey, my, like, daughter needs someone to converse Italian with. She's learning. Uh, do Duolingo. Yeah. Am I right? Do you want to do Duolingo with her? Do you want to move to to France, to Paris with me? And he's like, yeah, I'm the son of a miller. It sucks here. Uh, so, yeah, Lily moves to France, speaks Italian with this guy's daughter. From that guy's court musicians... He like learns even more music and how to compose and play piano and learns to dance and do ballet. And then the Fronde is starting up around this time. The French, like all these French, like mini revolutions. Uh, So at some point, this like nobleman falls out of favor and he has to move to the countryside. He's like exiled from Paris. And Lully is like, please don't, please don't make me move to like (laughs) the boondocks and ask if he can like stop being the guy's servant. And the guy liked him so much. He was like, all right. So Lully gets to stay in Paris. Uh, he becomes a like famous dancer composer, and he performs in a number of ballets with Louis the Fourteenth. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, he was just three years younger, so I think he became almost like a little brother figure uh, to that's him. So cool! So uh, Lully, uh, in addition to like being a great ballet dancer, uh, is an excellent musician, and so he actually. Uh, then started composing once he retired from ballet 
And so at age 29, uh, yeah, Louis XIV appoints him to be the, like, the, like, headmaster of, like, all court music in France. So it's, Whoa. like, the... I don't even... We, there's you, no equivalent position. Okay. So before you told me music, he was, like, yeah. super gay. So I want to spill the tea, honey. He's not super gay, oh, but damn. but Louis XIV, I guess, apparently, like, he was... He's too gay for Louis. He might have been bi? I don't know if he had children or not. But he, he definitely had a number of, like, homosexual lovers. And Louis XIV, I guess, because, I don't know, very, like... Uh, Catholic or whatever was like not cool with it. Um, <laughs> not and, cool, and bro. At, not at, cool. At some point, like they were still bros, but like at some point he was like, okay, it's too much. You are having gay sex all over Versailles. You cannot perform your opera. It's too much. <laughs> it's too, yeah. You can yeah. either one or the other in that yeah, mouth he, of yours. <laughs> he, punished, he punished him. Uh, yeah, which no is funny way. because Louis XIV, you would think, you know, the fashion. Yeah, the, the fashion ballet. Champion. The cabs, the shoe, the Louboutins, you would think. The portraits. The big he was trivia. pretty he was pretty straight. Yeah. Well, you know. He was pretty straight and narrow. It's, you know, it's probably because he had all these like these these butt issues. <laughs> he was just He was like, no one can go back there. You just think he had yeah. Yeah. You, you think he, you know, was very gay, but he was just French. He was just true. He just <laughs> he like was baguettes. Like a disappointingly straight Frenchman. Yeah. Um I love baguettes and wigs and fancy chips. Uh, so Lully, he, his death is amazing. He died. <laughs> he was conducting a ballet to celebrate Louis successfully undergoing surgery. On his, like, probably on his, his butt. <laughs> probably uh, butt surgery. He had a lot of ailments. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> probably butt surgery. Whatever the doctors were doing. Um which is, yeah, no one survives surgery, so that's, like, a celebration. Oh, it was pre yeah, because back then, like, doctors, once yeah. doctors got a hold of you, you, you would live for two, three years. They'd <laughs> kill you with leeches and bloodletting. So Louis survives the surgeons, uh, who are also probably barbers. <laughs> Give them a haircut. Give them a haircut before <laughs> Let's surgery. do a ballet about. Let's do a twelve-hour so ballet. Had a ballet to celebrate. The ballets by by then had shortened, and I'll tell only you five, why in a only minute. Only five hours. But, okay, uh, good. Uh, while conducting the ballet, Lully stabbed himself in the foot with his, he had, I guess he had a big conducting cane for some reason, instead of like the little baton, he like stabs himself in the foot Ooh. and it got infected because no antibiotics because yeah. it's the, you know, 1667 when this happens. Uh, and then they were like, they knew about gangrene from like war injuries and stuff. So they're like, oh, like your foot's infected. Like we have to like amputate it. He refused to have his foot amputated because he wouldn't be able to dance anymore. Yo, that would have been me. I would be like, I'll turn into a zombie. That's fine. Yeah. Like, so then the gangrene spread to his brain and he died like six months later. But like, but he like, died dancing. I'm sure the doctor. Yeah. And he did die dancing. I'm sure the doctors were like, yeah, but dude, you could live like another 30 years. They're like, you, you could live another gotta, 30 minutes if we just cut out because you never. Yeah. Yeah, they knew how to cauterize wounds. You know, that. Louis Louis, I think, died of some kind of gangrene situation too, but I think it was from surgery. Oh, he was like seventy-two though, which yeah. is like well beyond your life expectancy. Yeah. In the sixteen hundreds. He he was yeah. He was really treating he wasn't treating his body too well. But he didn't he didn't know that he thought he was treating it okay, but they didn't have uh, paleo diets back then. 
I mean, he kind of ate like a paleo diet-ish, but like he just ate like so much like I think crazy. He ate a lot food. of sweets too, though. Yeah, true, 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 true. And there was no GNC, so he didn't get supplements. Yeah, I, I, someone was like, like I was listening to some podcasts about him. And they were like listing all the, all the um. Like foods that he were he was he would eat a his, meal his Weight and then, Watchers tracker yeah yeah his points or whatever and then he was like he would finish with like a couple hard boiled eggs and I was like oh god like that's just I was like that was no like who who's like eats like everything and dessert and whatever and was like you know what bring on the hard boiled eggs <laughs> like that's so gross to me okay. I guess that was the thing like finish up with some eggs okay so. Wait, one more, one more character, sorry. And yeah. Then, then you can go into all the ballets. One well, I'm going to go into more our... characters that, because we have to get from like so the 1680s to like right meow. Okay. And I got one more a lot of characters. Okay. One more character, Moliere. Moliere is the original. <laughs> I think that's right. M O L. Moliere. Moliere. Okay. Moliere is your last, uh, like, Founding father of ballet, uh, Mount so Washington. Moliere is the he is the like Seth Rogen, Judd Apatow of his time. Yeah. Uh, so he was a a comedic playwright, um, and then also like worked in ballet and like became like Louis' like favorite playwright, and then he was commissioned to write both a ballet. Oh, and he, and he introduced the idea. He he became good friends with Lully and Beauchamp. And so Beauchamp would be like, hey, we've got this ballet. Can you write me some dialogue for the between scenes? And he would. And Moliere would like write this like hilarious dialogue and then the go back to dancing. The yeah. between scenes. The, the interludes. And so like that got that was very popular. And I think the dancers liked it because they could at least not just dance for 13 hours. Um, and then uh, he got commissioned to write a ballet uh, and a play together to present <gasps> for like, I don't know, Louise like day off something his eighth egg that he <laughs> yeah. ate <laughs> uh and he didn't he couldn't get enough dancers or like actors to staff both so he just put them together and he was like i'll like, make one work that's both so that was actually the invention of musical theater oh, so he oh god i don't like this guy. <laughs> he, wrote a, he wrote a piece that was like half ballet had an overarching plot and had like dancers in it the the ballet d'action so it was it was a huge success. It was only like two and a half hours instead of thirteen hours. Uh, <laughs> Italy had like you know four acts instead of like fifteen, um, and people really liked it. So from then on, for the next like twenty years or something, this like powerhouse trio of Moliere would like write dialogue and direct, and Beauchamp would instruct the dancers and do choreography, and Lully would be the composer. And so the three of them worked together on like <clears throat> like dozens of pieces throughout the years and kind of set the standard for what French ballet or just ballet in general and musical theater to follow was going yeah. to be. So that was the that's like bringing ballet from the courts to the stage because now we're now we're performing ballet in a stage. That's the Baroque. Right. That's the Baroque. The ballet. Baroque. If it ain't Baroque, don't baroque fix it. Dance. But there was a. There was the like all the wars and stuff in France, and that there was like I all the like French wars were like the Thirty Day War and the Hundred Day War and the Baguette War and the you know there were all those right, and so that kind of they kind of like 
uh, put a little halt on <laughs> <laughs> on theater. And a lot of a lot of these um, like playwrights and and composers, they were like, we're we're not going to do any more art right now because it's like these decades long wars. Sounds also familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, they were like, it's not right for us. But then the second that like all that stuff kind of ended, they were like, all right, let's come back, like better than ever, crazier than ever. Well, the, the wars were also pretty themselves structured at this time too, though. There wasn't the concept of like total war where you you like go invade a city and bomb it and all that stuff that we like do, you know, have done since the 20th yeah, century. Just the war invade. was like, your army will go meet this other army on a battlefield and then you'll just like run into each other. Yeah, or like the like the the bourgeois people will just invade the palace and like kidnap the yeah, fair queen amount of that. and like there are a lot of really sick 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 sickly like sick sick. I don't sickly know why I said monarchs? that. Uh yeah, especially French they were not doing too good. Like they were crazy and yeah, all sorts of stuff. The diets didn't help. The inbreeding wasn't. Like, they were very dying helpful. young. Like, they were very... paranoid. All the other Louis were like. They all had hemophilia they, too. They thought they were glass. I mean, it was it was terrible. Um, so then there's there comes this movement at the beginning of the 19th century, um, like classic. We're gonna talk about classical and romantic ballets. Okay. Um, so about like yeah. a little over a hundred years have passed since yeah. like, fourteen. Right. Yeah. And now at least stuff is like semi stable. Yeah. Okay. And um so there's this girl that I found out about that I didn't know about who is awesome, who I think is like my kindred ballet spirit. Um I think her story is so cool. Who's her name kindred? is Marie Taglioni. Marie Taglioni. And she's a she's Italian, like me. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, Yusevoli Taglioni, you got you here the mm-hmm. <laughs> the similarity. Yeah, ravioli. Taglioni, lasagna. Yeah, yeah, she sounds like a kind of noodle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she does. It's like a microwave pasta type dish. So, <laughs> right. Instead of Marie Callender. Oh my gosh. Mm-mm-mm. I was just looking up her. Father's Tell me her, her father's details. name. So yeah. her she was not born a dancer um at all. <laughs> and but her her she she was she was just a, a girl. Um <laughs> a uh, Fi- Filipino Taglioni, mm-hmm. who's a choreographer. Um and her brother, uh Salvatore, Salvatore Taglioni, mm-hmm. they uh who was a master dancer in Naples, which is also like where my dad's side is from. Oh my god. Uh you know, so they were dancers and uh her mother was a singer, so like she came from a very like artistic family, but she could not dance. Um and also she had scoliosis, which is why I really identify with her cuz I had scoliosis. Had also, back. I couldn't dance because I had no rhythm. Mm. Um and you know, her That's- what? Sad. Her teacher discarded her. Yeah, her teacher. Said. Her teacher was like gross. She has like a hunched back because when you have scoliosis, like p- half of your back is like hunched, and so oh. they were like, "Ew, disgusting. Get out." And um, her father was like, "Okay, I'm gonna train her like in secret." Mm. So he tr- he he trained her for two years, um, and you know, no one no one heard of her for that time, and then. Uh, 
he really worked with her on her feet, like her foot strength, and he invented some positions really that um, that stretched her body out so that you couldn't see her hunchback. Like I think porta bras, which is like the arm circles. <laughs> so yeah, lifting your arms up over your head. This is stretched out. That's this is because. The most famous ballerina of all time had a hunchback. Yeah, and that sort of <laughs> this sort of <laughs> rounded like that. that like rounded. It's called protraction. That like rounded position. I I I feel like ballerinas do it. They like bend over and they all do it like together, and you can just see their backs. Mm -hmm. That was like because of her. That that position had never or like pose had never been seen, but it really suited her. And her father also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he um you know, taught her this very, like, weightless way of moving and gliding around. And um, I forget, there was w one ballet before the one that she became famous for. I forget the name of that one. But La Sylphide, which is the basically the, the sylph or the fairy, which I'm named after a fairy. So, like, another connection. Um, that was, like, her big debut. Or her the one that really made her famous because she... So are they in Italy when so, all this is happening? Or they lived in, like, France? Let's see. Where did they... They... This was in Vienna. At the Paris Opera. In okay. Vienna. Okay. So... Cultural center in the early 1800s. I yes. see. Okay. The cultural center. The Italian center. <laughs> well, Vienna's where all the cool composers live, yeah. too. So it makes sense. So this is her mom probably sang for that, you know. Okay. Um... And this was, so there was someone who went on point before her because apparently this lady like stepped in some stage glue and that like hardened up her shoes. But Marie Taglioni is the one who really gets the credit for it because she made it look fucking awesome. Um, and she, and the point back then wasn't like insane. It was just sort of, I am, I guess I imagine it like you kind of glide, you, it, almost like that dance in, um, that like Tom Cruise does where he's sliding around in his socks. Okay. <laughs> like I kind of picture it as like you slide so much that you kind of for one second are like up on your toe. Okay. The, because the shoes weren't very like sturdy so at So it was like time. risky business. Yeah, that's, yeah, time. risky business. That's so the sunglasses. Yeah. Okay. That was exactly La Sophie. It looked just like that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They're also celebrating their parents being gone for the weekend. Yep. Yeah. They, yeah, then yeah. Get, they then hire a hooker. And it, the, there was also the romantic tutu, which was the which was the this like long tool. It looked like a weeping willow sort of skirt. Um, and, and she had, I think it was really cute because we were looking at the costume of it. She had these like her dad made her these little tiny, like they were about like the size of like hands, wings. <laughs> that, it back. is very cute that she had little wings. <laughs> she had little, little wings. wings on her back. It was so cute. Uh, and but what, like so people really loved that and they loved the style and there was that like sort of nymph style. And um there's a quotation about her that said that she she was the personification of of air of Ariel. <laughs> she was Ariel personified. Mm -hmm. And uh yeah, it and she she looked so weightless and effortless. It looked so effortless that people don't weren't even like aware how hard she worked for those two years to like make it look like that. She also had this rival named Fanny, mm -hmm. and Fanny was like, like the personification of like the earth. Like she was much more like um, 
sensual and like, you know, she was kind of, I guess, like more modern dance. Oh, it's a real white swan, black swan stereo. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Thandie wasn't as cool. We don't like her. But, you know, she's my rival. She was naturally talented, though, right? Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Who 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 doesn't love an underdog story? Everybody, yeah. But what really, really, really blew up, um, like even more than Last Cell Feed was I think her going to to like pa- traveling to Paris and and Russia, I think when she arrived at like these different opera houses, people really like fangirled. And in fact there was there was a performance that she did, I guess the clo- to celebrate the closing of it, there's a rumor that someone like ate her shoe, like bought her shoes and then ate them. Nice. <laughs> this was in Russia. <laughs> um, and she was, yeah, she was seen to be very like virginal and chaste and, you know, though she did have a couple kids, so I guess okay. not... Uh, she, settled, she settled down later. Yeah, right? she she sense. settled down. She also there was a magazine called La Sylphide that she helped to edit, and it was printed on scented paper. Which, like, yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. There were also La Sylphide oh, dolls. Taglioni mania. Yeah, <laughs> that has a really good ring to it, right? Well, did she? Was, what did yeah. she do when she retired from being like a ballerina? Is so she a teacher. So she did become a teacher, right? It was, it was, sorry, it was, it was in Russia that she, re- that she like with the eating of the shoes, <laughs> the imperial ballet. It's so Russian. Um, so she became a teacher, and I'm looking for the name of her protege, which I have mm-hmm. in my notes because this is a really, it's a really crazy short story. Okay. That um, she wrote this ballet for her her protege that was a it was called like the butterfly and it was basically the story of i think uh it's sisyphus who flew too close to the sun um Not, wait he's the boulder dude as icarus icarus mm-hmm. so yeah it was basically the story of icarus where this butterfly flies too high and its wings like burn yikes so how crazy is this that was the only ballet that her protege like ever danced because she was in rehearsal for another ballet she stood too close to a candle and her freaking tutu caught fire and she died wow yeah um wait but she had already been in the ballet about icarus yeah that marie that that marie like wrote for her basically but then in her next ballet during rehearsals it it was like a a, what do you call it like prolific right uh prescient prescient okay like uh yeah, like Michael Jackson's hair caught on fire during that like rehearsal. But no, I mean it was like the Marie Taglioni's ballet predicted it. Yeah. I'm just saying it also happened to Michael Jackson. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hair. She also predicted that but, one. She wrote him a ballet too. But it sounds like their tutus were real. A real fire trap. I mean, <laughs> it sounds like you shouldn't just be using candles indoors so much all the time. They didn't have electricity. <laughs> well, you know what? It was the early eighteen hundreds. What are you guys doing? But this is candles all over. This is a fire hazard. Like we we can't see if we don't have those. So this was um, yeah. This was called the this was the uh, the romantic era where all these these romantic ballets were they were like dark. They were mm-hmm. kind of goth, and they had these like pining, everything romantic. Yeah, it was like these p- 
pale, like, sort of hot topic babes, you know, yeah, like. Uh, just um, like the romantic poets that we talked about exactly. a couple weeks ago. And so there's, a, there's another ballet from this period called Giselle, which was another famous, mm. famous one. Which I actually like the story of Giselle. Yeah, the notion of just dying for true love. They're just constantly dying for true love. Die, but I would <laughs> die for you. So Giselle, the, she was, you know, I guess her her lover lied to her. He cheated on her or something. Mm. Um, and so she dies. What? Yeah. And there are these. <laughs> As emo girls do. There, You'll she, be sorry when I'm It's dead. just tombstone emoji. Like, uh, I'm dead. She's just. Could you imagine if it was a music? I'm like dead. Okay, shut up. I'm dead yeah. right now. Dead. The vocal fry. Dead. Yeah, exactly. From beyond the grave. So she dies. <laughs> beyond the grave. Uh, she dies, and then the Willies, the Willis. The Willis. Which is, I think, where the like I have the Willies. I think that's where yep. that comes from. You're gonna say it is. They are a whole bunch of super emo girls who've also died emo from the same who died thing. From- and they just they haunt with a vocal fry. They're just like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Are you dating her instead of me? No. <laughs> How oh, could you? So they come after Giselle, and they're like, "Be one of us, sad <laughs> bitches." And to just, be, wait, can, just yeah. to interrupt for a minute so everyone can visualize who's listening to this, because everything in ballet, in ballet so is done through dance. So they don't just like do an incantation or spell, they dance her out of the grave by like dancing around yeah. the grave. And then she like comes up. She alive. comes up, and but she's then she's like, like yeah. no, oh, I'm too beautiful no. to be one of you. And then she like, she like makes out with her lover. Like she goes, finds him and he's like, babe, I'm sorry. I did not mean to kill you. And she's like, it's okay. I just don't want to like I'm be sorry. an ugly zombie. And he's like, let's make out. And she's like, okay. And okay, then they but do. the Willis are trying to kill you now. Yeah, yeah. And so she saves him from the She's the She Willis. saves him, and I think she saves herself because, like, tr- love's true kiss. But I'm like, he freaking so killed she, you. So, so she doesn't become a Willis. I actually love that story. She doesn't become a valley girl. Yeah, yeah. she escapes. <laughs> she escapes the Willis. She moves back to New York City instead of having to live in Los Angeles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my wow, gosh. Wow. We should really wow. write a movie Ooh, adaptation of Giselle. Dance. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. What would it be called? Like, what would the name? <laughs> well, what would the Giselle Giselle's name be? Giselle's just now? her name, right? It's still <gasps> it would, Janelle. Uh, no, no. <laughs> it would be called Janelle. <laughs> like Janelle Monet. I know. Oh, it'd be so good. Yeah. With the, with the music of Janelle Monet, that song Pink. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, tightrope. Yeah, she's got some jams. Okay, it's happening. Okay, it is happening. So let's go to if you're (laughs) watching this podcast. We have a pitch for you. Yep. Uh, Let's go to Copelia. The rest. Oh, Copelia! Another another ballet from this time. Yeah, Yeah. actually, one of the last ones from this time. Oh, you're just saying you're tying it together because we did see Janelle. We did. We saw the restaurant. The restaurant Copelia. There also is a ballet. And one of the last ballets of the romantic ballets is Mm -hmm. is Copelia. What a coincidence! Which is about uh, people were obsessed with like uh, machines and stuff. So it was Mm -hmm. it's basically like Pinocchio, but with like a hot Pinocchio. Yeah. What's that? The movie that came out like the real doll movie. Yeah. Lars and the Real Girl. 
Yeah, basically. Is that is this yep, this movie? A guy Pelle, falls yeah. in love with a sex doll that he made too, which is like gross. No, Lars isn't the real girl. He just orders the sex. I doll. mean, he Copelia, Doctor Copelia. Doctor Copelia. It's like Frankenstein. Well, Doctor Copelia doesn't fall in love with the doll. It's a a boy, young Franz. Is like a a one of the oh the Franz, yeah. Franz falls in love with her and, and forsakes his own love. Who's he's yeah. he's engaged to and they're supposed to get married. He forsakes her and falls in love with this like robot yeah. wind up doll. He's like, and I then, don't need to be home for dinner. Well, this doll just jerks me off the way I like it. What's well <laughs> and then rather than like I mean, to her credit, I guess, she doesn't his like wife or future wife to be. She's understanding. She's like, I get it. Yeah, this <laughs> is how like much they're meant to be together. She doesn't get mad at him. She dresses up as the doll and then dances for him in a very robotic way <laughs> to show him, supposedly to show him how silly it is that he's enraptured with the doll. But I think she's just like, oh, this is your kink? Why didn't you tell yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, true. She gets one of those bullet bras. She's like mm-hmm. pointy robot tits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she gets the pointy boobs and like dances around like a robot. And she's like, I'll just lay perfectly still. Yeah. And, you do. <laughs> and you know, that's if that's not true love, then I don't yeah. know. No, that's a romantic ballet. Yeah. And then they adopt the uh the the Copelia doll as their baby. Don't think they do. <laughs> they open up their relationship <laughs> to it. Not, they become that, poly. Not that progressive a story. <laughs> they become poly. That will also be our adaptation of sequel, Polly Pocket. <laughs> No, the ending. I read the summary of this that of just wait this is not, of Copelia. <laughs> yeah, what's disappointing is that the ending is not like they don't. Oh, because the the doctor who invents it all is trying to steal the boy's soul. <laughs> so like, I not only does the girlfriend help him to discover and become comfortable with his kink, she keeps him from having his soul his soul sucked out of him. But then yes. the disappointing thing is they then like reconcile and they're going to get married and it's not Act Three and they're like, okay, it's the wedding and there's this like giant group dance scene. And then the doctor shows up and because the girl snuck into his laboratory and broke a bunch of the robots, the other robots there, he demands money. And so the girl offers to pay him her dowry. This is the best girl. Like, yeah, the boy is finally like Franz has learned his lesson. He's like, no, my wife understands me and my king. I'll pay the I'll pay for the damages. And then the mayor, (laughs) deus ex machina, is like, I'll pay for the damage. Oh, wow. And that's the end of the ballet. That's cute. I like it. I like it. I think I would have walked out of it and been like, why is, who cares? What, why, yeah. Why is that the third act? Like, who's going to pay? It was probably like, they were probably, it was probably like a pay your taxes. <laughs> I don't like know. hidden public service announcement. Yeah, because I think a lot of the, the ballets, they had these, Political, you know, we were they were like, to someone's got to pay. The mayor's good. The mayor, he people pays the taxes. To, people need to respect Qu- property It was rights. Cuomo. It, was, it, was Cu- <laughs> it actually was, yeah. It was Cuomo. He's like, actually, I'll pay. Cuomo's a, go- that'd be the governor. Well, sure. yeah, it was the governor. It was actually, he was like. <laughs> not the boss. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah. The like, I'm, I am not going to pay. I'm not, yeah. I'm Cuomo, not Cuomo, he's like, I'll pay. I got these nipple rings from Dr. Copelia. Uh, nice. <laughs> That's my kink. Cool. I've been very lonely. <laughs> <laughs> I want a doll to the play. I want a hug. Sir. Can like you make me a doll your... that hugs me? I want to buy one of your dolls. Yeah. And and uh, plays with my nipple rings on a Friday. That's all I ask. Okay. So, that's so we're going to go to Russia. 
talking, speaking of, yeah. Well, wait, we did miss this, oh. right? Oh no, so you're saying we're still in the classical period, right? Well, we're we're going into the, in we're we're out of the we're ending the romantic period and we're okay. going into the we're classic. Romantic. And so the Russians classic. took ballet to new heights. They did. Oh yes, they did because they got on like super crazy point. Because like as, as we know, if we look at like gymnastics, like yeah. Russian, like the Russian gymnasts, they're like, oh, you're strict, French people. We're gonna be even stricter. Oh, you do ballet for six hours a day? That must be exhausting. Yeah, we're going to do it all, no like, ever, schedule. forever. We're just only going to do that. Forever, all the time. Wait, can you do the five positions? Um, yes, I can as a podcast. Okay, oh yeah, good point. I mean... Oh, well, you're doing all five of them now. Yeah, I am. Look at that. <laughs> Look, at that. Look at that. Two, three, four, five, okay. I mean, I can show you with my hands. Amazing. I mean, it's like, right? It's like... It's like the V, there's like the V, and then there's like. There's oh, with like your like the, feet. Yeah, your feet. Yeah, like and then sideways. there's like the, the V a little bit separated, and mm. the V a little bit more separated. And then there's the the chevron, and then the chevron the yeah, other the way. The chevron is like a reverse kind of thing. A reverse chevron. Yeah, it's wild. It gets crazy out there. <laughs> gets crazy with, with five, only five. Um, I don't do enough ballet. It'd be fun to understand it when the, I actually watch it, though. So, yeah. I'd I mean, be like, I oh, can... that's position three. Position, you're like, oh, <laughs> classic position Go three. But you know, I, I I have some of the terms, and I can I can, you know, we'll differentiate. save that for the advanced yeah. podcast, which is on our Patreon, which doesn't exist. Right. Ooh, so. yes, we need a Patreon yeah. for our Patreon. So, 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 yeah, tell so me the about Russians, those Russians they went up on like super 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 point because this would really elongate the look of the the foot, um, and like also the tutu. So the tutus were getting shorter and shorter to show off the leg instead mm -hmm. of just the calf. It was like, let's see the calf a little bit more of the knee. And now they were like the platter tutus, which are just like the, like the just, yeah, just straight you out, straight out, UFO. like an umbrella, like a flattened umbrella, like an umbrella in the, in the, in the wind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah, so these short tutus and, um. There were a lot of fairy tales because the Russians love their fairy tales. So there was Marius Pepita had guess, the, the Nutcracker. You might have heard of him. Yeah, where did the other ballets get their stories from? They just had like a playwright. Yeah. And, like they had a Moliere. Yeah. Or whatever. And so then, yeah, so the Russians just adopt these like classic fairy there tales. There might have been, yeah, I mean, there might have been like some some romantic like some poetry actually, or something it's funny because the russians adopted a bunch of fairy tales into ballets and then walt yeah. disney adopted a bunch of russian ballets into animated movies yeah exactly well because they're fairy tales or, you know it's yeah, like tales. disney oh, yeah. loves fairy tales the russians love disney wait what um <laughs> russian ballet was the original disney is what you're saying yeah okay so there's a sleeping beauty and Swan Lake. Have we heard of Swan Lake? Yes. I know that one. Yes. Swan Lake. Inspired by the amazing uh, film with Natalie Portman. <laughs> you know that fairy the tale? The ballet is inspired by the Natalie Portman it's, film. Yeah, the okay. Natalie Portman lezzing out, lezzing yeah. out with Mila Kunis. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, but and, yeah. And these, what else? Wait, wait. You missed the most famous one. I said the Nutcracker. Oh, okay. I thought that, that was the first that's... one. I was like, have we heard of him? That's the only ballet I actually know. So The Nutcracker. Okay. Yeah. The Nutcracker is like weird, though. I don't know. It, I saw it when I was when I was younger. They're all really weird. Sleeping Beauty, the ballet. 
yeah. weird. Not like the animated movie. It's, yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And Matthew, Matthew Bourne, c- c- contemporary mm-hmm. ballet master, mm-hmm. in his version... He made it in the Sleeping Beauty. He made like all the evil people vampires, which is so, so cool. That's a cool move. Yeah, um, he has the all male Swan Lake, which is super cool. Cause yeah, ladies love to go to the ballet and they love some hot gay male swans. Yeah, that's called knowing your audience, folks. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But uh, classical ballet, it's it's to display it was to display classical te- technique, so point work, high extensions. Precision of movement, turnout, which comes from hips, not from the the feet. I didn't know that. Fun I almost fact. broke my ankles. I was trying to do a turnout myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The wires was like, it's funny that like just how much you can turn your feet out matters, and it's like that's it's coming from your booty. <laughs> you're like, you're doing that's it why wrong. that's why ballet dancers have such great butts because it comes from the butt. Mm. It's all about the butt, just like uh, Louis the Fourteenth. You know, he had butt problems. Russians had butt solutions. That's, okay. you know. <laughs> Do you remember one thing from this podcast? Yes. Um, so there was some. Well, wait, the we got to talk about like the Russians who like composed those like ballets, for example, yeah. who were the famous dancers in them, et cetera, well, et cetera. I didn't look. I was looking more into like the composers of, of this okay. because in Russia, I feel like you're just all supposed to look the same, and like the individual, the composers in Russian ballet get much more attention than like the ballerinas because I feel like. Well, Nin- Nijinsky. Yes, right. we're going to talk about the ballet russes because, well, N- yes, Nijinsky is really fascinating, which we'll. T- he's, he's coming part up. of. Yeah, he's coming up part of the ballet russes, which. Which sort okay. of takes us away from. Okay, I just don't. I want to make sure we don't miss him because I think he has a cool name. We're gonna, yeah. And Tchaikovsky because I think well, he Tchaikovsky. Is very cool. What? The, you're yeah. Um, Will he compose? Swan Lake. He did Swan Lake. The yeah, the Nutcracker. Yeah, that's that's my boy. Yeah, and uh, so Pepita is the one who choreographed who choreographed them. Petipa. But uh, I call him yeah. Pepita too. Tchaikovsky. He really okay. He he's really the, when when you hear when you hear a Russian ballet and you're like, I like it. That's really good. That's Tchaikovsky, pretty much. That is true because the like think of ballets whose music you know, and it's kind of those right. It's Swan Lake and the Nutcracker. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I know the music from any other ballets. You might recognize, so in Fantasia, uh, there's a lot of uh, oh, Tchaikovsky. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's also a lot of Stravinsky. Um, so there's, yeah, there's uh, choreographer Dagole- Ser- Sergei Dagolev. Mm-hmm. And, um, no, that's Sergei. He was actually trying to be a composer, but he wasn't very good at it. So he was like, fine, I'll be... Mm. He's like, I'll, 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 Fine, I'll choreograph, whatever, I'll choreograph a little bit, but and but he kind of developed this reputation, and Stravinsky was really freaking good, but uh, Dagolev was more famous, so they kind of partnered up, and then they there's this, so apparently Nijinsky, he kind of got like bought, like ballet masters would, I guess they would like own you. Okay. So yeah, he got, got like, contract. he got bought and sold, and he got sold to, like, 
uh, Dagalov and they started to work on, well, they, they had come out with the Firebird, which was a real hit. The Firebird is kind of like the sexier version of like the romantic ballets. Cause it's instead of being like a woodland spirit, it's about like a sexy firebird spirit who like seduces a man and death and love ensue. Mm-hmm. Nice. And there's the dance of the firebird where she's like trying to seduce him, which I think <laughs> it must have been really funny, you know. Mm-hmm. Like uh she's like, I'm a sexy bird. It's cool. It's a cool yeah. song. It sounds like yeah, I know that their classical tune it sounds like the fight scene. The boss, like, fight scene from a video game. Yeah. Cool song. It's like, I'm a sexy... There's a lot of sexy birds. Because mm-hmm. Swan Lake... Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about... We're going to... After... I think that's a good idea. If you've got a yeah. dance production, let them play birds, and everyone's going to be like, oh, they're so graceful, and they have long legs. Yeah. Birds. Okay. Well, well it's... Look at them fly around the stage. So you want to... You put feathers on them? Yeah. Well... Easy. Do you want to talk about uh, about Swan Lake for, like, a moment before we... Go into the right of spring because it kind of came before. Yeah, good point. All right, we'll talk yeah. a little bit about. I know, I know. It was so a little just teaser. like the plot. Yeah. So there's there's um. In the quick plot summary of Swan Lake. There's Odette, and she is a beautiful Swan Maiden who's been transformed into the Swan Maiden instead of just a maiden. By she was a maiden. She was now a maiden. Now, now she is Swan Maiden. Yeah. Because there's an evil sorcerer named Rothbart. Rothbart. And he and he has a daughter named Odile, which I'm like, yeah, like really similar names. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And she's sw- she she can she can she swims around in a lake of her own tears, which I'm like Yes, pageantry. Yes, camp. <laughs> like, yeah, yes, drama. We love it. And there's this this prince. <laughs> I don't know, remember or know if he has a name. He's the prince, right? So he, Daniel. he, yeah, Dan, Prince Daniel. He comes to the, he comes yeah. to the lake of tears, and he sees. Sometimes she's allowed to be a woman, right? She spends her days as a swan. At and her night, nights, she's a woman. Yeah. So at night, I think she gets to go into town and like run errands or whatever, buy bread yeah. herself yeah. to eat during the day. Um, so at night, she meets the prince, and he's like, "Oh my god, yeah. your swan-like movements." Yeah. Yeah, and she and and he's like, I think I'm gonna marry you. And she, in her brain, she's like, in her swan brain, she's like, oh, sweet, because she, if only true love, which marriage is equal to true love, I guess, and all these, yeah, like, right? Yeah, because he he's like, we're gonna get married, and she's like, sweet, um, we gotta get, we gotta do this at night though, because <laughs> I'm kind of like a swan. To be day. fair, it's a fairy tale. The Russians yeah. didn't actually believe any of this shit when it came out. But they were yeah, like, okay, you know. it's a fairy tale. And a lot of the the the, the movements, because oh, she's got she the Swan Maiden has Swan Maidens, and they have these very bird like arm porta bra movements. Uh, thanks, Marie Taglioni. Right? They have these okay. very like. Can you play a little bit of that? The, the Swan Lake, the Swan Lake remix yeah. that we used. Yeah, because you can ourselves. you can imagine you can imagine yeah. the Swan Lake well, movements happening. I'm not gonna play the original, so this is no. gonna be stupid. But I'll let me do it. Because we can't, because we'll immediately be canceled. True, we don't want to get canceled by Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky's heirs. Yeah, from the grave. Just music at this point. Um, so you, yeah. I'm so, pulling on. Give me a sec. You know the 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 day of like the wedding, the night of the wedding is is happening. Um, but Rothbart has other plans. He like puts another spell. It's like has so many spells on this port, right? So you can imagine like the the, 
wand. There's little, little glissandos. Right? Yeah. The wavy arms. I'm, I'm, that's what, I'm really good at wavy arms. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, Rothbard puts another... That clarinet. Yeah. <laughs> Sexy clarinet. Oh, yeah. It would blow... Blow people's minds. Yeah, that's EDM remix. It's stupid. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry, Tchaikovsky's ghost. Yeah. <laughs> he likes it. He dances. He's waving his arms. Yeah, I'm sure he's definitely. He dancing. Okay, he so. Puts, uh, Rothbard was another, like, another he's, spell. He's like, guess what? You're a swan and knight now. You can't yeah. Get the ball what he's like, what? Yeah, what a dick. Like, and he goes, all right, daughter. Hot, dark, who doppelganger is, daughter. Who is a black swan. Yeah, which is like. <sighs> The most yeah. different looking swan. Yeah, from but the original swan. You know what, Prince Daniel? He doesn't see color. Okay, <laughs> he only sees beauty. Wait, but Odile is in human form also during this whole dance because she goes yeah. to the wedding and the prince like then marries her. Yeah, and Odette. I think this is so sad. So she's Od not actually a black swan. No, she's a person. She's a, a black swan person. Where's the name of the ballet come from? Swan Lake, because it's a lake full of tears. Okay, fair enough. It's the lake. That's what they call it. They're like. No, sorry, I, not the ballet. Where's the name of that character? Right, the character is like the black swan, and she's dressed as a black swan while dancing with the. Well, prince. The, okay, so if you're doing the, the ballet, like, yeah. then it's called Odette No Dial, I believe. Oh, okay. If you, we're if we're gonna talk about the movie in a moment, no, no, where no, it's I'm black just, swan, I'm, white swan. We watched swan. like part of the ballet, and I thought she was. I was like, oh yeah, that's a black swan. She's like wearing black feathers and <laughs> yes. stuff, right? Well, yeah, but I'm saying in the script or whatever. Okay, the script, that was the... that that particular interpretation. Okay. Oh no, no, she looks. Yeah, she looks. She's a swan. Yeah. The the <laughs> people <laughs> in the ballet never they never like become. Okay. A swan like they never come out wearing like a swan head. You know, it's, this is just like one of those movies where you're like, was it a dream the whole time or was it, was it real? I don't okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that was the inspiration for the, yeah. but there, but Odette and Odile are normally played by the same yeah. person, the same ballerina, which is cool. Okay. So Prince going to marry, Prince is going to marry the, like, the daughter the dark, of the, the evil sorcerer. Yeah. Odile. Odile. Because she's vile. That's how you can but remember, then, right? But then what happens? And, well, oh yeah. Odette is like. Well, he does. He do, he does marry her, oh, okay. and Odette is like tapping her little beak on the window, and she's like, "Um, excuse me, it's me, but I'm a swan," yeah. and he doesn't hear that. And then, I guess the swan maidens like come out and tell him they're like they're like, "You made a terrible mistake." Like you bitch. Yeah. Yeah, you, you bitch. Blew you blew it. And then he is like oops and then he he marries Odette and he then goes like, to the lake the and gets chased by a herd of swans which is so scary isn't which it which is even scarier that's okay. like the scariest thing ever so we're going to talk about the rite of spring so yeah so this is the trans transition to i guess the modern yeah. period well to the neoclassical and okay. then we get to like the neo just the regular, okay. the Matrix. So, right the Rite of, of Spring. This was like a big deal when it happened. So, Why? because there there was a riot when it was. Oh, it was performed on the day, not the year of my birthday, May 29th. Okay. May 29th. <gasps> yes. I'm, I'm accepting. Uh, I think it was 
Sims. It was like 1913. This was, was it was Russia too? Or is this yes. like Vienna? Yes. Okay. It was Russia. So they th this like ballet russes wanted to do a very very avant-garde ballet. <laughs> and Stravinsky, he grew up in pastoral Russia and he and he was like how quaint. There's farmers and they do harvest rituals and dances and they have they have cute clothes. I imagine it like he's like a dude who grew up in Arizona who's like my people like you know, he summered in Arizona and he was like, they have funny crafts and I want to bring that to New York. You know what? It's actually like, it's like Zach Braff in Garden State. Or something. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a guy yeah. who became a famous like actor and he's like, let me, I'll do like a movie about like my hometown people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to remind people of their roots, mm -hmm. you know. I want to blend in with the wallpaper. And so he had Nijinsky who was a very talented but literally crazy choreographer. Like, he, he, this was, like, his last couple of years before he was diagnosed, diagnosed with schizophrenia. Vajinsky's super talented. Super talented, Ball troubled. Ballerina as well. But yeah. Yeah, diagnosed with schizophrenia and spent 30 years in mental institutions. Yeah, but this was, which is why the Rite of Spring, it was, like, very hard to get the choreography because Zijinsky did have crazy journals, but he never wrote down the choreography in any of them. So it was really, they had to hire, like, a ballet forensics team to, like, law and order that shit when they wanted to redo it. Oh, wow. Um, so he told all the dancers to <clears throat> dance with their toes, like, turned in. He was like, basically, whatever you do, it's, like, opposite day normally. He's like, you're up on point. You're this, you're flat-footed, you're on your heels. Your mm -hmm. toes are turned out, now they're super turned in. Your arms are up, your arms are down. You get it, right? Mm -hmm. So they all kind of looked like um, like uh, Playmobil, you know, creatures. <laughs> That's how I, you know, just kind of like Playmobil robot creatures. Like the uh, Legos. They're very stumpy. Like, Lego yeah, Lego, Lego guy. They're like Lego guys. Exactly. You went right into the position. Arms turned in. That is what they yeah, look like. Yeah, that's huh? exactly what they that's look like. Right. Lego. And they had their Lego hands movie. cupped. Probably. <laughs> like, well, so. yeah. The, I'll tell you some of the funny like cat call like comment because there was like heckles and you know people were they were they were because people were like I came for ballet and they're all doing the opposite thing. This is bullshit. Yeah, and the music too was very like it the it started out with a single bassoon. Mm -hmm. And it was played at this very, you know, very, like, eerie, almost out of range, you know, pitch. Mm -hmm. um, and apparently someone in the audience was this critic, this famous critic, was like, what is that? And, he, you know, he goes to his friend. He's like, what the hell is that? What is, what the, what, what? What are those? And his friend said, oh, it's a bassoon. And he said, well, that's a bassoon. Then I'm a baboon. <laughs> Turns out that man was a baboon. Uh, that's another story for another day. In Russian, it probably doesn't even rhyme. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he was saying that in Russian. It was just like, yeah, it happens to rhyme in English as much yeah. later. Right? It's, yeah. He's like, I'm saying this in English for when it's retold. And so, you know, this was an audience of half, let's, let's see, half of it was like millennials who were like, I want to see the craziest thing ever on TikTok ever, right? Okay, so, so like half so of they them, were really cool with it. they were pissed because they felt like they were being 
out TikToked by the ballet. They're being mocked. Yeah, they're, they're TikToked. Tick mocked. They were like, is this making fun of us? <laughs> like, they, oh, yeah, because the ballet was basically like, it was a bunch of like soft girls, and but like soft girls to the extreme. And they were like, oh my God, they have so many Nalgene bottles. I, you know, I only have one. They all, wait, the plot of the ballet, there was, there was like a whole dance sacrifice ceremony. Yeah, it's a, it's a town of villagers and there's, there's a they have the harvest ceremony. virgin that's picked and she's the chosen one and then she has to dance herself to death. Yeah, it's midsummer. It, exactly. It's, it's it is no it is the plot of midsummer. Okay. Um, and this is so that the seasons will change. And okay. it's and it's these very tribal you know dances with very tribal clothes, a lot of like native basically native american vibes first people appropriating some might that's why the that's why the millennials right. They're like, is that woman a a, a pastoral <laughs> Russian? <laughs> She's canceled. Then later been part of it, I guess. Right? They're like, you're just, you They're just like, you're stole a- this from the peasants. This yeah, yeah. Rude. So they yeah. get get pissed because of you know that, mm. and then like there's a bunch of uh, sort of I don't know what what would you call them like what's the generation like like uh the the what, the our, bourgeois. No, like our parents' generation. What, what would that be? Like the boomers. The, the yeah. rest of the audience is like boomers. And, you know, they're like, we came to look up. You know, the, the men are like, we came to see legs with our women, like with our wives. In the early 1900s. Yeah, they're like, we like... came to see some pussy under a platter tutu, served on a platter. And they, there's long pants. What the hell? We want our, you know, well, our they fairy like, tales. They were like, when I grew up, like Maria... Taglioni. 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 I want some Taglioni. What is this shit? Yeah, I mean, I think it's that they wanted skin because, like, they, they, you know, the ballet was, like, a place where you could go with your wife Mm. and you're like, we're we're watching a fairy tale, but also. Oh, got it. But also some bodies. But instead, they're all wearing, like, bear skins. They're all wearing, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so people start getting pissed. Someone, oh, they start doing a move where it looks like their ear, the dancer's ear is, like, stuck to their, like, trying to get water out of their ear. Okay. You know, and there's this like booming, like there's this, like da it, it sounds like um Jaws. It's it's like the Jaws theme. It's like da 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 da, and they're like trying to get the water out of their ear. And somebody goes, "Get them!" T- they're like, "Get them to an ear doctor." <laughs> nice, good. Habit. Yeah, get, and and then people start throwing shit, and there's like the police were called. You know, it's just it's crazy. Um, One thing I do I do like about the like. The Rite of Spring Ballet, though, as you watch it, and the, the music is, like, very synced to the dance. Yeah. It actually feels like a music video when you watch it. it. You know, because of Nijinsky's amazing choreography, the dancers couldn't hear the music. Like, they really couldn't hear the music, and it had, like, crazy beats that were... Why couldn't they hear it? Well, because people were screaming. They were uh, like, fuck you! Um, however you say that oh, in I Russian. Oh, I saw, like, a, I think a modern performance of it yeah. where people weren't screaming. So, but, but this is so cool. So, so... Nijinsky had to call out the choreography and uh, Stravinsky had instructed that he was like, no matter what, never stop playing. <laughs> like, I don't care <laughs> if the, the buildings were. Yeah, he was like, you keep fucking yeah. playing that shit. And so like they're playing and then um, Diaghilev is legit holding Nijinsky's ankles and dangling him down so he can like call. He's like, five, six, seven. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's great. 
So that's that's what I was <laughs> like. Isn't that crazy? They're like we because I think they had a feeling that was like shit was gonna go down. So they were like, okay, like, no okay, matter what, right, guys, don't be worried. We got some very negative reviews that are coming. Yeah, in but people, years. you know, people, people but were down with it though. House. Uh, and it it was performed, I think, like six times more. I was going to say that you watch like the Nutcracker or a lot of these like romantic era ballets and like they're like gorgeous and like very fun to watch. And like the choreography very much matches the music, but it's not synced to it like a music video is synced where they're like right on the beat hitting the notes and doing like a almost physical expression of what the like melody is. It was like the first ballet with like a like a a a bass bass like a like a a. A drum, <laughs> like a you know, like a yeah, bassoons. I mean, there's yeah, but bassoon was never given a solo. Before I'm not. That. I'm not saying to knock like Tchaikovsky or whatever. Like those are like gorgeous like orchestral pieces, but the dancers are doing very much sort of like it's a little ambient in the sense like they're they're on beat, but like there isn't like a really clear beat underlying. But this is anyway, like a tribal, you know. It yeah. was, the beat was cool the thing, thing. with the right of they're like chur, chur. also and they're just like yeah. So I think Jaws wasn't. Maybe it was maybe inspired by this, but also I know for a fact that one of I forget which planet it, it is in Star Wars, but the music they play it might be like Tatooine or something. I don't know. They they play when they it's, go to that planet stru- is stru- straight out of the Rite of Spring, like a hundred percent from that. Like the whoever made it for Star Wars was like, yeah, that's where I got it. <laughs> like, oh nice. Um, it's not John Williams. Is it? I don't John, know. Might be John. I don't know. I might don't know. Early John I didn't Williams. research Star Wars today. Okay. Not well, on this let's, day. Let's keep it moving. We'll get to yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there. So then you know the. I think after Nijinsky started like losing his shit, um, the ballet ruses disbanded. But the ballet dancers were like, we really like having consistent work. So they, you know, they kind of went all over, and they were known throughout the world. So they they sort of all split off. Mm -hmm. Um, So George Balanchine, who's a Russian, he emerged from this um, and he immigrated to America and he was the first person to come up with the plotless ballet. (laughs) Which, yeah, I'm like, thank you, Balanchine. To be fair, I mean, he really was just undiscovering what Moliere came up with. Exactly. Like 300 years earlier. Which, which was the idea of putting a plot to your ballet? Yeah, the yeah he was like a plotless ballet, but he just um yeah. he has the the costumes are very beautiful. I think his yeah the jewels, which was one of his, which is just like he's like no the dance of the emeralds. It's like um, you know he kind of is biting off of the Nutcracker instead of the sugar plum fairy. He's like the emeralds, the diamonds, you know. The jewels is great though. It's just yeah. And, and there's like a woman wearing a beautiful emerald like outfit and she's dancing and I mean, she's it's living all like her own fantasy. Some of our performances in like right Secret Circus. It's yeah. Like a plotless ballet. It's well, we took plotless ballets and turned them into plot full ballets. So it would be there's no like character, you know, we don't have a we plot. Would give, we do like a thing. True. We have characters. We have but characters. There's not a plot. Yeah. This um, is true. Or, or like <laughs> street meat burlesque. Oh, there we go. Example. That's a better. Now that's a plotless show. It is a comedy, though. Yeah, I was like, um, I'm looking to but see. But yeah, there's, we're not trying to program an arc necessarily. An arc, a story arc. So there's there's also modern dance. Um, 
you yeah. know, which so, so post Balanchine, it's right. A bunch of Russian immigrants came to America. And there's the American and Ballet Theater. The American Ballet Theater. And uh, it's cool. Um, in New York. In New York. Woo! And Alvin Ailey, mm-hmm. I believe, comes out of that, and he puts a lot of his ballets to, like the like the Didn't the music. He, what he died recently. I he think. did. Yeah. Uh, he put well. Oh, uh, no. He died on December first of AIDS. Okay. Um, but I don't think it was it recently. Oh, okay. not sure. No, because this was like 1913 oh, or okay. something. Wait. Oh, I don't know. Oh, we're going into the the part where my brain freezes because all the dates are swirling around. So maybe you can fact check. Uh, I'm gonna check it. Check continue, it. Continue talking um, about his that style of Alvin Ailey though. Yeah, Ailey. His the music of his ballets is a lot about like about um, this the struggle and the perseverance of black Amer- Americans or just people in general. And uh, he has a lot of music like blues. The, the ballet the ballets have like some a lot of in- influences in music of like the blues and yeah, oh, yeah you're right he, yeah he died in 89 yeah i guess i just recently saw something about like the anniversary of his death because which was december, december 1st. 1st which i i'll yeah. i remember because that's world aids day and that's mm. yeah so he's i don't a, think because of him but he I has just, a gorgeous building though yeah he does like the Ailey. his studio yeah um and then there's also there's also uh some contemporary dance dancers yeah, kate weir group Yep. It's like a local well, New York group. There's is there's Isadora Duncan who's considered like the mother of um of contemporary modern uh, dance. The famous Isadora Duncan. And so we all know I know that if Anne is still listening, my mom, shout out, love you. She loves the way Isadora she loves Isadora Duncan. It's her favorite Halloween costume. Um, because Isadora Duncan had a, she died tragically when her scarf caught in the wheel of a, her car and of a, I think it was like a very pretty long, sweet convertible. Yeah, it's a very long scarf. Scarf, because that's what she wore. It's probably the only thing she was wearing. Yeah. Um, because she, she liked these long flowing robes. I did a ton of research on her and I have to say she's kind of cringy to me, like, I mean, she's I I'm like hats off because you invented your own style of dance when she was like ten years old. She would take the children from the neighborhood, and she would teach them how to do her style of dance. And she, yeah, she'd go around. She'd be like, "Do you want to know my dance? Like, know my dance. Do my dance." And she, uh, a lot of people were like, "What the hell are you doing? Like, this is not ballet. Like, get out of here." She was, you know, she was just like kind of grifting do you know, around. Do you know where she grew up. Do you? Did you just No, I, I am actually just curious. Like California. What, what neighborhood? Oh, California makes sense. Yes, she grew up <laughs> in, a poor, in a poor neighborhood in California. Okay, this girl just walk around like... Like, like oh, not Compton, but like... I'm going to teach your children modern dance. Yeah, um, and she had this this sort of abandoned, like, shack that she would... She called it, like, her dance academy, and she would, like, teach people there. And her mother and sister and, like, kind of brother sometimes were very much behind this. They were just like, sure, we'll we'll support our crazy ass, like, you know, daughter. Uh, her mother had become divorced at, like, a very young age. And Isadora said she would never marry 
but she mm-hmm. did end up marrying later. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she she wanted to. The style of dance was like to bring to connect people with the style of like the ancient Greeks. Mm-hmm. And she eventually did. Did she study the style of dance of the ancient Greeks? She did. She read a lot about it. Okay. And I guess you know she she might have read about the rite of spring because this was she's like we need to be get more like tribal and earthy and she would the dance was her dance was done with like a very sheer robe like nothing else and she was it was very like earth mother. You know, mm. and she did eventually get not famous. She always, she was always kind of like poor. I feel like, yeah, she was very influential, but not necessarily. Yeah, um, it it was it was that she was very into teaching dance, and so all these dance schools had sprung up, and that's how she kind of continued. Um, but this this is the most cringy thing that at one point she goes to Athens with because like she keeps going on these tours with her mom and her sister, and they're like. They're like, we're over here now. And then, like, something goes bad. Like, some dude, like... <laughs> they run out of town. Yeah, like, something... Dancing. Like, they get poor. Like, someone doesn't understand. Or, like, yeah. some dude is, like, mean to her. Or, like, something, you know. And she gets sick. Who knows? So then they either, like, let's go to Greece. You know, where else? Locals. Yeah. They go to Greece. Where everyone is, like, we really want to, like, show you our ruins. And, like, we love you. Because you're awesome and you're like doing the dance, trying to do the dance of our people. Mm. But her, her and her family built their own little temple that they were living in to the ancient like Greek gods. And they were like, they didn't want to like interact with the locals, which I'm like, okay, so California. They refused to go to the Parthenon. They're like, we have our own. They're like, cool. we're built, we're appropriating you in your own <laughs> backyard <laughs> and we don't want to talk to you. Yeah. If yeah, the Greeks would like to talk to us about our gods, our temple. Then our the doors open, and so are our hearts. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's mm-hmm. which I'm like. She was. She had like she the audacity. Despite that, still, yeah, I guess just taught a lot of people, and eventually, kind of faked it till she made it. Well, then... she didn't ever really make it. She kind of always had money trouble, and and she had a sad love life and I think oh her freaking kids she had like two kids and they died like super tragically like and she never thought that she would dance again and then this other dancer was like tell me of your sorrow and do a dance about it and then she moved on her mm-hmm. kids like w- like freaking like crashed a, like were in a car with their nanny and they like r- drove off a ravine and just like tragically instantly died wow yeah a lot of car accidents a lot of car accidents Yikes. Um, Gotta wear a seatbelt, guys. Yeah. Well, I I mean, driving driving over a ravine and, you know. I think everybody was just driving drunk back then, too. So it was, like, not a big deal. But the way that she, I think her last words were, because she got in this, this it was like a souped up, like, convertible. Yeah. And I think she just met a dude with a convertible. And she's like, ooh, take me in the convertible. And she, she said, au revoir, my friends. Like, you know. She, because she was living in Paris and she was, she was pretending she was a little oh, Parisian, Paris. Okay. Parisian bitch at that point, and she had a little scarf on. Well, not like a little, was, clearly a very a long, big scarf. This on. scarf wouldn't reach the wheels of a convertible. Yeah, but like very long. It got scarf. caught in the wheels. Yeah, I think inspired the. I don't know if you've seen the movie The Incredibles. Yeah, I think so too. So there's the the mad scientist or the science's inventor who's like no capes. 
Yep, okay. yep, yep. Little yep. montage of superheroes with capes getting stuck yes. jet engines. Yeah, that's her. That's our <laughs> girl. Yeah, there's also Martha Graham and. Uh, yeah, talk about the yeah. Graham School of Dance. I mean, we know a Graham dancer. We do know a Graham dancer, and she might be dancing with us this weekend if we're lucky. If we if we pray yeah. to the Greek gods, mm-hmm. the yeah. Greek goddess Medea. Uh, Graham has a. It's interesting because Graham, modern dance is supposed to be very freeing, no rules. But apparently, Graham, there's a lot of rules for the not rules. Um, yeah, there's a structure to it, I suppose. And it's very strict. And our our Graham style. friend was like, it was hard, and she was, she was very. Some teachers, I think, were they were abusive to her, like meant psychologically. Uh, and then she had one teacher who gave her the part of Medea mm-hmm. and was and just like mentored her and like took care of her and like a teacher should. And that's when she took on that name. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, Ian, what's up? I, I was reading the uh, yeah, <laughs> recent, about ballet? recent New York Times article about like dancers actually during the pandemic. So now we're in the like present day or whatever. Oh yeah, right? because all the ballets have been like you know canceled or whatever. But you know which one hasn't been canceled? <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll do our the, no just, the oh. ballet that's in your heart. Oh okay, I thought you were going to say can... rave review this Saturday. True, that one hasn't PM. been canceled either. <laughs> but it's never been canceled, honey. Yeah. Honey, honey, that ballet has never been canceled. <laughs> I was just going to say in this New York Times article about the dancers on their own, like many of them are like <laughs> the, in... the Robin song. What? Dancing. Yeah, dancing on their own. Yeah. Any of these dances? I'm in, I'm uh, in my house now. <laughs> Why can't you see me? Todrick, we the need, we need this. Yeah, we need a Todrick <laughs> Hall parody. Yeah. Uh, they, they were saying, uh, what, both that, like, the, because it's a little, like, as good as Zoom is, you can't do a ballet together on Zoom. Like, you can do readings or something, and actors are doing stuff, but, yeah. like, it doesn't work for, like, dance companies. Um, so there's a mix of like, you at least can dance with like a mask on. Um, so yeah. some like meeting a person, but also that the dancers feel that they are like, I guess more coming into their own and that some of the dance schools, I guess we'll see. It's like in this yeah. era, they're talking about like making weight and like yes. some of the dancers being like really unhealthy to like make weight at some like, they specifically called out this Miami like, like dance company, I guess, for being really toxic. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Cause I feel so. like Miami, they're yeah, they're like, wear some mesh. <laughs> yeah, because Miami's like, Go yeah, we saw what they yeah, we saw what they were wearing yeah, in Miami. We went to Miami. Yeah, famously, the, famously the, this quarantine. The body type of yeah of the yeah Miami babes. Yeah, yeah. I think they'd be fine with it. But anyway, this this dancer felt that they were very strict, and so felt that there's been a movement now. The dancers, I don't know, during the quarantine or whatever. Yeah, the that, Zoom Zoom dance. Gonna, it's gonna be all the swan, the swan maidens, just like it's gonna be like the Willies. The Willis. The Willis. The Willies. Oh. They're just like revolting. They're like all the quarantine ba- <laughs> ballet babes. Yeah. Yeah. We need more. Yeah, more more good parody ballets. Like <laughs> like Black Swan, my favorite movie. Oh yes. Should we talk about a little tiny bit about Black Swan? Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll end we'll, it out with we'll, Black, we'll some Black Swan. We'll end it out a with plug a, for our, our ballet rave. A movie about ballet. There aren't too yeah. many movies about ballet. Not good ones. There's a. I mean, there's a. What do you call it? Um, 
I was looking for tracks for Rave Review, and there's like yeah. so few songs, except that one song by Belly. Right, ballerina. There's like yeah. almost no songs about ballet or ballerinas, which I guess people would be like, well, it's not a classical song, so I'm not going to do that. But yeah. Still. Oh, my gosh. But um, So many songs about dancing. No songs about classical there's, ballet. Yeah, there's Save the Last Dance, though. Okay. Oh, yeah. There's Mackay like, Pfeiffer and Julia like the 80s, there's all these movies about like a ballet dancer who learns how to dirty How to dance. do hip-hop, yeah. How to do hip-hop or street dance. Yeah, street, yeah. It's like... I dance, I dance circles <laughs> yeah, around yeah. you. Yeah. And then who else is in that movie? There's like a bunch of like great cameos in that movie. Oh. But it's kind of like, a, it, you know, it would never, it would never work today because it's like a white, it's like a white girl inf- infiltrating like, like the much cooler yeah. black school yeah. uh, and, and like taking the dude. Ballerina gone rogue yeah. is what Ian says. That's a way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> she's dancing all over the place. So yeah, uh, black. they do, but they use their classical techniques. So yeah, then, like out of nowhere, they're just like boom on point. Yeah, and then and, then, like, and then everyone's like, oh, she got you. You can't do that. <laughs> but I feel like, like you can super fast. in those shoes, in those like those like thick, those thick what? like skateboarding like, shoes. Like, I feel oh, like, like you can go on point. Like that's something you can definitely. There should be like a skateboarding versus ballet movie. Okay. Because right. those like those like really heavy skateboarding shoes. Ballerina I definitely like had those, and you can like definitely just walk around on your toes all day. I'm surprised more uh, break dancers don't work out. Like they could just throw out like an on point, and people would be like, "Oh shit!" What? Yeah, the they could throw out an on point. They just throw out like they just hop on point real quick, and then like they're like, "I dance on my these, head, probably around throw, you." Throw they're like these moves. Yeah. They're like break dancer gone ballet. Yeah. Well, um, I'm looking forward to. But seeing yeah, it. Black Swan. <laughs> Greatest, greatest lesbian Darren Aronofsky you just wanted, movie. Did you want to just summarize the movie, or just we assume everybody has seen it, or what? Yeah, let's see. Quick, quick, quick summary. Natalie Portman is a is a virginal white swan. She yeah. really wants the she's role like of the black Maria, swan too. Maria Taglioni or whatever. She's virginal. She's not yeah. hunchback though. She's got a weird she, thing going on with her mom. Girl. Yeah, she got a very controlling mom. Very controlling. Darren Aronofsky's movies are mostly about people's moms and issues with them. Yeah. Someone's got mommy issues. Freud yeah. Freud would have a field day with him. It's like that horror director who has, like, sister issues. Oh, the Midsummer dude. <laughs> yeah, Midsummer. Yeah, who hates his brother and sister in every movie. So anyway. Yes. <laughs> well, it's about world fantasy. Yes. So, yeah, she, she wants to be... They, she she wants to be like the prima ballerina. She wants to be the the black swan too. And Winona her, Ryder is retiring as the older ballerina. Yeah, but her but so she's gonna take her place, and she wants to become. Wait, no. Okay, you haven't. Ballerina. Spoiler alert! I feel like you haven't seen Black Swan <laughs> all the way through. Wait, I'm explaining it to you. <laughs> so no what no when oh she's gonna take Winona's place. Yeah. I thought you were like Winona's gonna take her. No, 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 no. no. no so it's important not. thing, like smarmy ballet director, who you are portraying. That's actually right who now. I am playing yeah. this evening. Is the smart? Do the do the clap. Do the clap that they like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Maestro. Yeah. Now let me see your black swan. Yeah. Um. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you clapped so hard that Instagram paused. It was a matter of just the white swan. You would have the pot. Yeah. But it's not, you have it's to not sh- that simple. Show me a black swan. Oh, black swan. And she's like, and she tries. She tries. She's like, oh, black swan. But it's not, it's not bad enough. 
like, she's not a baddie. I'm an Odile. It's dirty. Yeah, she can't. Dirty swan. Maybe. He's like, it's too. You're too perfect. You <laughs> need to mess it up a little bit. Okay. And she tries to seduce him. She's like, look, I'm gonna. She's she like, I'm gonna wear red lipstick. I'm gonna come in your office. I'm gonna be a slut. And uh, bites his lip. Does Molly. Goes well, that's clubbing late. in New York yeah, City. That's later. I'm that's just, I'm trying to, to, yeah. you know, I'm trying to condense yeah. the block. She gives Molly, <laughs> but <laughs> she, like, knows she's being drugged by Mila Kunis, but, like, doesn't do anything about it. She, like, sees Mila Kunis drugging her, and she's like, cool, sweet. I'm going to give a black swan on. I think, I think a lot of people are actually like that. <laughs> yeah. You see me like all right, I'll, I'll go for it. I'll sure. go for your ride. You could have just asked me, but yeah, also I'll take the yeah. drink that you're making me. Yeah, yeah, that's if you drink a drink and you've seen someone put a, a drug in it, you've consented. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah physical yeah. consent. Yeah, certain <laughs> physical consent, it's called. Physical consent. Um, uh, the mother the mother also gets, it's very weird, brushes her hair, um, also gives her drugs. She's like, take some of mommy's pills tonight. <laughs> um yeah, it, it's, you know, there's also a lot of grooming go, gone grooming gone rogue. That's the most cringy part of it. It's really a horror story just because there's, like, really disgusting. Yeah, like, if you don't like watching weird toenail videos on YouTube, you will hate Black Swan. Yeah, that's enough summary right there, I suppose. Yeah. They, they wait, wait, but in the, oh, no, we got a spoiler it. They've gone okay. this far. They deserve a spoiler. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, in the end, her descent to madness pays off. She wins big, does the part perfectly. <laughs> she, gets, she gets black swan and white swan. <laughs> black swan and white swan does them both perfectly while stabbing herself in yeah, the stomach. Yeah, she stabs herself in the stomach and she goes on to like, she thinks she's stabbing Mila Kunis, who's mm. like her doppelganger, because it's also, that's why it's a brilliant film. It's a story of <laughs> doppelganger, like the German horror yeah. story of someone doing your life but slightly better, because isn't that what we're all afraid of? Mm. Someone who's a little bit prettier than us, a that's little exactly, bit badder than us. That's exactly what the doctor Getting all the things is. that we want, that's the Mila Kunis, right? Was on that 70s show and we wanted to be on that 70s show. Yeah, that's Dostoevsky's The Double. That's exactly yeah. the plot of it, which first introduced the horror and doppelganger. The nice. Winona Ryder, I feel like, is the she her doppel. She thinks Natalie Portman's her, her the doppelganger. doppelganger. And she might be right because, yeah. Anyway, but mm -hmm. yeah, Natalie Portman is like, I'm gonna stab you, doppelganger, but then she ends up stabbing herself because that's what you do when you when you worry about someone when being you, better than you, you really and you stab. stop worrying about you being better than you. Is mm. you stab yourself in the back stomach, in the stomach back. You think that's the point Aronofsky was making? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Yep, he told me. Oh, I thought he was just saying if you if you truly do sacrifice everything for your art, you will be number one. Oh. Yes, that as well. Yeah, it's really like a, it's, it pumps you up. It's but a good film to show to like sports she, teams before. I just love it, the, the end that she goes, she does it and she's yeah. bleeding, she's dying, whatever. And she's like, I felt perfect. I was perfect. Because, yeah, I, I have that in my head. Um, I used to, I used to, because I used to have doppelganger complex. And it it really ruined performing for me for a while. Oh, no. And I would have that after. I would be like, am I going to be perfect? Am I going to be this? And I was afraid to be Mila Kunis, only Natalie Portman. And uh, at the end of every performance, I would I would be like, it was perfect. Or, but if it wasn't, I would stab myself. Yeah. But now I'm both, and it's great. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
This has turned out to be a really uplifting podcast, hasn't yeah. it? I don't have a black swan costume under this to reveal, though, unfortunately. That would have been if it was really oh, perfect. That would, be, that would be a cool reveal. But I don't care because I'm not trying to be perfect. <laughs> but if you want to watch us both be nearly perfect and maybe other several other people. Yes, I will do my, my best. Uh, Tchaikovsky. Yeah. Jean-Baptiste Lully. Oh, yeah. Because he's yeah. a composer. That's right? your boy. Yeah. I'll be... Yeah. Oh. I will be playing. I will be the maestro this week. Maestro? This Saturday. <laughs> and, yes. And you will be... Uh, I'm going to be... Marie Taglioni. Hey. I'm going to be... Hey. I'm your girl, Marie Taglioni. Yo, I'm going to the fucking self and shit. I got this, I got this long tutu. Okay? You can see my, my ankles... That's a great, yeah. <laughs> Marie That's Marie Taglioni, okay? Doing pirouettes, pirouettes and shit. all over your face. Kick my leg! I hit myself in the fucking face. Oh yeah, you could these Almost, my point shoes. Yeah, you could stick these anywhere. Over here, <laughs> over there. Point shoes. These, I'm on point, bitch. Um, so I'm gonna be doing a little bit of that for you on the lira, <laughs> uh -huh. in the air, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, then I'm gonna show I'm gonna show you my black swan. It's an aerial ballet show. I'm gonna black show swan. you my Mila Kunis okay. on chains. Mm -hmm. And then I'm gonna show you the future of ballet <laughs> <laughs> on pole. <laughs> Which is pole dancing. Yeah. yeah. Modern yep. Oh, I don't wanna fun I I wanna get into this little fact yeah. about black swan because which I, you know, just we're gonna oh, when is this going to be? When is this going to be? This is going to be this Saturday at 9 p.m. Yep. Woo! Uh, Watch it on Twitch. It's better. You can also watch it on Instagram, but it's worse. You know, Twitch.tv slash Secret Loft. Uh, Natalie Portman did, like... Most of the point like work. 80% of the dancing yeah. in it. They used the dance double for just, like, two sequences shot from far away. Yeah. And they used face replacement technology, which is creepy, in a couple of the shots. Oh, yeah, that's what they did, But too. apparently the entire opening like sequence and like Natalie Portman exits on point from it was all Natalie Portman. No yes, double. yes, Queen Amidala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did, I remember seeing that second Star Wars and being like, wow, this she's is on a, point. This is a shit actress and she is going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Joke's on me. Yeah. So yeah, should should you play us out, Maestro? Um Yes, a little dancing music. Oh, yeah. And uh, next week we'll be talking about... We'll be talking about, like, luck in casinos. Next week it's the luck of the Irish. And the luck of casinos and people who cheat. <laughs> and casinos owned by Irishmen. And unicorns and gold. <laughs> and unicorns and gold. Lucky things. Lucky you. Lucky my favorite you. cologne. If you have a topic that you'd like to suggest, you can definitely do that for us. Yes suggest one no guarantees yep but but you maybe you never know you might get lucky yeah i wish i'd like yeah. you'd have to glissando